0: Joe, thank you for jumping in today. We've known each other for a few years now. we played
1: AAU alongside each other. You know, fill me in
0: on, on what you've been doing, man.
1: Um, you know, just the past, we haven't seen each other for maybe, I don't know, four years, but uh, just been working a lot, summer jobs, in between uh, my off days, just trying to get into the gym, keep working on my game, and then also... Past four years, just about to get my degree in uh, athletic training this upcoming spring. Just been a, we have a medical examination that we have to take. It's called the BOC. Uh, take that in the spring hopefully get licensed and practice when I'm done. Very cool. Very cool. When did you realize that
0: you wanted to work alongside
1: you know, athletes and be a trainer? Um, during my freshman year of college, we, had, uh, we have to shadow our athletic trainers there at Capitol. So that's when I really kind of knew that this was kind of the niche for me. Plus, in high school, I, was, I would always hang out with my athletic trainer, and I just thought it was so cool how she would figure out what's wrong with somebody and how to treat them and taping ankles or wrapping shoulders. and I just thought it was very, very interesting.
0: Awesome. So you're never too far removed from the,
1: the athletic side of things. I, I
0: wanted to ask you, you know, currently you're at Capital – um, you know, you successfully made the ascent uh, from high school basketball to playing college athletics. How has that transition been for
1: you as, as an athlete? Um, the the journey has been honestly amazing. Um, freshman year, coming in, I was just 6'3", buck seventy five, buck seventy, very skinny, lanky dude. All I could do was shoot the ball, and you learned very quickly that you can't just rely on shooting the ball. I mean, there's there's some guys that make a living in my league. And the OAC is as shooters, but looking looking at it now, you have to be able to dribble, pass, always have a high IQ, and that just comes through with playing open gyms, playing in different rec leagues around your area, and things like that. Yeah, like what is the
0: the defensive caliber like? Is it, you know, for a guy like yourself who was like a, a three point specialist? I would say from my times playing with you, like. How, how do you approach that when guys are, like, up in your face? Like, how did you make that transition for the defensive side of the ball, for the guys that are really aggressive in terms of defense?
1: Um, it always – you always see, like, players like Steph Curry. They're always moving pre – pre-screen or walking their guys down, it all it all depends on your setups. Okay. That's one thing that I've really learned is either if they turn their head, you can do a quick little back cut, but if not, get into their body, maybe give them a little nudge, not extending your elbow because some refs may call foul. Mm-hmm. But just getting a nice little nudge into them and then coming off the screen hard and tight. So a lot of off ball movement, you know, lots lots of misdirections, probably setting guys up, off of screens, like you said. Um, very cool just trying to do everything you can to get open to get a shot yeah and then i've been mostly playing as a as a four the past the past two years so my biggest thing is i'm just basically a pick and pop four but my biggest thing is if i if i set a back or set a flare screen on a shooter and then if, if he doesn't get the ball or he rolls to the hoop, I'm popping out immediately and they got to help on him and then just sets me up for an open shot. So it's just, yeah, a lot of those pre-movements and just having that a nice basketball IQ really helps you out.
0: You touched on, you know, being, I think you said like 170 pounds, being 6'3", like in terms of like the physicality of the game, how did you make that adjustment to the college level? And also to like this the speed of play, I know like, With college basketball, that's something that I noticed when I would go and watch games is that the game is just so much faster um, when it comes to transition and when it comes to fast breaks. So could you like touch on that a little bit?
1: So, yeah, the biggest thing with uh, just playing at that higher speed is just being well conditioned, Uh, just being that small. I wasn't very conditioned and didn't know what to do in those sorts of situations. But um, uh, what was your what was that first part again? Yeah, in terms of, like, physicality, how did
0: you adjust to get your body, like, to to that type of level? So you're, you're going up against guys who are 20, 21 years old.
1: Uh, yeah, so almost the end of freshman year, I think, is when COVID started. So once we got shut down for that whole, I think it was in, like, February or April, some early springtime, I just immediately just started working out in my basement. Gyms weren't open. So I was doing a lot of body weight things, just trying to build up my strength. And legitimately, legitimately for every day, I was doing some type of thing in my basement, trying to get bigger, taking two protein shakes a day, just eating as much as I can, four, four or five meals a day. And then by the time sophomore year rolls around, COVID's still going on and everything, but I come back, maybe grew an inch or half an inch. So six three, six three and a half, six four, and now I'm up to, to 195 awesome so it's just that that covid was a blessing in disguise because that really allowed me to really like grind for that whole six month period and that really propelled me forward in the next coming years for for your basketball specific lifts like what, what were you doing a lot of legs
0: or, or back or or what like routine were you on
1: um it was just as many body weight stuff as i could like we have okay. a, in my house we just had like a big like support beam so i just Went up there, did a bunch of like pull ups and things like that, just a lot of like uh, calisthenic type workouts and things like that. Running a lot of miles, trying to get yeah. at least like maybe five or six miles a week, just little short runs, but just trying to keep a nice pace up. And then always yeah. like maybe dribbling a basketball with it, working on my offhand, little things like that. Yeah, I know
0: if you made the transition from playing a guard in high school to like a four like I'm sure your, your body's taken even more of a toll, like just, just because you're in the pain and the proximity to the other guys and, you know, going for rebounds and the physicality just closer to the rim. But yeah, man, it sounds like you definitely made a, a proper transition there with, when it comes to like the, the physical aspects of preparing yourself. Um, one of the, one of the questions that I thought was, was really important to ask is that I've seen, seen a lot of guys make the jump from high school into college and it, it's pretty rare to stick with the same school throughout your entire college career, um, whether it be school or, you know, coaching changes, it, it could be a whole variety of things, maybe pursuing, you know, a professional career, like a, like a job. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, how did you stay committed you know, to the process and stay committed to capital
1: all these years? Um, so the big thing was, is I just loved capital just as a school in general. Um, when you first go in uh, as a senior and you're getting recruited by coach Goodwin, he talks about uh, three things. He calls it the ABCs of basketball, academics, basketball, and then your character. Um, he always said, if if you end up not playing basketball here, then you have to love the school. And he said, we have a great program here with athletic training and everything was true. And um, I, there's, if you if you if you don't if you do play college athletics and you haven't thought about quitting then i to me then you didn't really go through it because it is challenging it's not easy and you know we got to persevere and things like that but capital has just been absolutely amazing to me and that comes with me working my work ethic and me persevering through things and you know gaining the the 20 pounds or 15 pounds of muscle over a summer or just really grinding it out and not quitting and it's just been a nice, a nice ride for me looking back. Yeah, absolutely. Now that you've
0: been with the school and with the same program, um, you know, for three, three years now, you're starting on your fourth. What have you noticed about yourself or what have you noticed about, you know, the sport itself that you didn't prior to joining in college?
1: Um, The the connections you make later in life, like we just have our new freshman class coming in and I just love uh, messing around with them and, getting to know those guys and just getting everybody amped up and ready to go for the season as a senior now. And it's just, it's just fun to look back and try and give back to, to the younger guys that it's like, it's pretty cliche saying, but I like it when, when younger guys go up to older guys, Hey, what can I work on? What do you think I need to improve on? And then me just being honest with them. It doesn't have to be like, like a, like a negative thing. It's just, Hey man, I really think you need to work on your offhand. Hey, I think you need to, look a little more court vision. I think you just need to get your your hand under your shoulder a little bit more to hit more shots. I think you just need to condition more, just little things like that, because I want guys to succeed. And if those guys start to succeed, then we can start winning more games and hopefully winning the tournament, winning championships, and things like that.
0: That's super cool. So it's almost come full circle for you where you were a freshman. I'm sure there were guys that were doing that for you. And then now that you're in their shoes – um, you get to reciprocate and help the younger guys and, and really show them the ropes there. It's really interesting. Um, when it comes to like your schedule now, now that you're, you know, you're a student athlete, what, what does a typical week look like? I know you touched on this a little bit when, with lockdown with COVID, but now that you're back to school, you know, does a typical school day look like for you?
1: Um, just with my major, um, I'm, kind of put at a little disadvantage when it comes to getting in work for basketball, um, you know, maybe two or three classes throughout the day. But then um, with my major, I have to shadow starting at two o'clock and then ending whenever the last game of a high school soccer, field hockey, football, any, any of those types of games. So our, our, uh, the cap centers where our our gym is is, and that closes at 10 o'clock, but I've, if I get out at 9.30 and it takes me 15 minutes to get back, I don't. I mean 15 minutes is not enough time to get up shots or work on anything, mm-hmm. so I have to either get up at 5.30 in the morning and get, get to the cap center around 6 o'clock and try and get in a few hundred shots before class or just try and fit it in in between but most of the guys are usually done around 2 and then have the rest of the day to either shoot, study and do other things that like college kids do, but I have to really, really schedule out my days and my weeks and figure out when I, when can I fit and either shoot at the high school after after I'm done with my clinical. and hopefully those guys are nice enough, nice enough to do that for me, which they have in the past. and I'm very grateful for Upper Arlington to allow me to use their f- amazing facilities, but it is kind of a struggle every now and then to to try and get everything done wow so if you're turning around at, at 5 30 or you you're like probably
0: going right to bed as soon as you get off of you know your rotation then
1: um that no that's the thing is if i get done at nine come home get a nice little quesadilla little dinner in yeah i gotta do my classes for the next day i gotta study prepare for the next week prepare for tests, quizzes wow some notes down so I don't I don't get too much sleep and it's just a lot of a lot of energy drinks getting me through the day and yeah <laughs> trying to get yeah. it done. So you're busy is what you're saying. Super busy. yeah, very busy. But um, with with our athletic training program, we do have a couple athletes that are that are in it. So we're usually done uh, right as our season starts. So once my season starts with the, which is October fifteenth, then I'll be done with uh, going to clinical and going out to the high schools. And I can just focus on basketball and school. Which is when my my load gets a little lighter. Yeah, it sounds like
0: if, if you're going in at like five thirty, you said you're you're getting up shots early in the morning. It's probably probably nice, you know. It's probably pretty empty. It's probably pretty quiet. You know, maybe a little more peaceful than it would be later in the day. I would guess. Like, is is that how it is, or is it is it busy usually?
1: Yeah, no, not too many people are up at six in the morning except our. <laughs> army ROTC program (laughs) working out and running their miles and stuff like that. But yeah, it is nice when there's, there's not anybody around you and Bexley is a quiet and peaceful town and Mm -hmm. it's just, it's really nice. Very cool. Like I was going to ask you, you know, prior, you touched on this, but
0: um, we touched on like the physical element of how you were able to, you know, add on some weight. Like you said, like 20 pounds, um, you know, that's the physical element, but also on the mental side of, of the game and how you've developed. Could you just touch on how you really framed your mindset to make the adjustment over to playing college basketball?
1: Um, so, senior year of high school, you know, you have maybe I personally I had like maybe one or two games where you weren't even thinking, you were shooting, everything was going in. But that was very, very rare. But then, as you move on and go to college, you've seen that you've put in the reps, you've put in the hours, you put in the time, you've watched the film, things are starting to come more easily. You're not thinking about stuff, and then more of those games type to hap or t- trend to happen, which is what happened this past year, and this past year has been probably the most fun of basketball I've ever had because I wasn't thinking about anything. And plus, once, once you start get going and you're dropping 15 points and a half, then you're like, oh, my gosh, I could really do something here. I can maybe go for 30, maybe go for 25 and just keep on going. And, and that dog mentality starts to come out. And that usually starts in practice, too, guys talking crap to each other. Uh, I, love, I love the competitive environment when guys start chirping and then you just drop a bucket <laughs> on their head and then you start clapping in their face and they clap back and drop one on you to get better. And it's, it's just a fun time very much so yeah that's something i
0: i truly miss is not only the the friendship but also you know the the self-competitive nature of those teams where you know you got guys that are really trying to push each other and that's that's always a a fun time when you have that camaraderie but also that competitive edge too where guys are really able to, to push each other and see each other grow but you're doing it in a in a unique way by sometimes discouraging them so um One thing I I was going to follow up with you on that, but when it comes to, you know, your practices, like how many times a week when you're in season are you guys practicing? I know you guys play a lot of games. Is it, you know, out hoc whenever you need to, or like what does your practice schedule look like in season?
1: Um, Usually I think it might be Tuesday, Thursdays this year, but I think last year, Tuesday, Thursdays, we would go in the morning. So six to eight or seven to nine. We would have practice in the morning before okay. guys had classes and stuff like that. So, I mean, you got to wake up five 30, maybe get a granola the bar in, get to the training room, get your ankles wrapped and get ready to go. And if you weren't ready to go, your coach is going to put you on the line and he's going to get you ready to go. Oh. And our coaching <laughs> staff loves to make us run if we're not, if we're not ready to go, but coach goodwin, Uh, I'm a big fan of his practices. We do a lot of live segments, which I think is the only way you're going to get better. You're not going to get better going through little shooting drills. And I mean, you can, but it's just, it's just not the same. He loves, he loves keeping guys conditioned, loves competitive environments. We got a couple guys in some shoving matches last year and you just see him. He's just, ready to go loves loves the energy and he just knows that guys guys are, are ready to go wanting wanting to beat people and just have that competitive fire in them awesome awesome
0: if you could turn back the clock to your senior year of high school um, what advice would you
1: give to yourself you know now that you've made this journey um just just keep pushing you know things things are going to get hard and they suck and you want to quit and it would just so much be easier if you're at OSU, just getting hammered every weekend and going to the OSU-ND game and just not having a care in the world and just having all this free time. But playing college athletics is so much fun. You get you get into this fraternity of, of dudes that turn into your brothers, and these guys will probably be in my wedding, and I'll be in their weddings, and it's just... The people that I've met here, I definitely would not have traded for anything, any experience at OSU or any big school because, I mean, you're a college athlete. You Not a lot of people can say that. I think I saw the other day on Instagram or Twitter that only 7% of high school athletes make the jump to either D1, D2. JUCO NAIA D3 I mean there's not a lot of people that do this and most of the people that do either will quit and just and sometimes that's fine it's not for you you figure that out that's great and then you move on with life and then you find something else that you love and I completely love love the people that I've met here that don't play sports here anymore and we have a couple teammates that have just decided it's not for them and we all the basketball players still hang out with them they come out and hang out with us all the time and it's just a good time.
0: I'm sure being in that, you know, that tight knit, you know, environment with a small group of guys, you know, working towards a common goal, you know, I bet, you know, that you're great influences on each other, though, when it really comes down to it, like just holding each other accountable, you know, for the discipline aspects, you know, for showing up for each other as a team, maybe like diet, nutrition, exercise, like I'm sure you guys, like just having that it's almost like a support system, I would, I would guess, would you say so?
1: Uh, Yeah, Uh, for the most part, though, um, it's really been ingrained in me that if you're not if you're not working hard today, somebody else is outworking you. So I think that's ingrained in a lot of us. Mm -hmm. So if somebody isn't in the weight room today or if somebody isn't getting shots up, working on cone drills or something like that, they just they feel worse from the day, which is how I feel. I kind of get anxious some days if I'm not in the gym and I'm trying to take a rest day on a Sunday. I, I just can't do it. I have to be in the gym doing an active rest day, getting shots up, real light stuff, maybe jogging a little bit but there's just a constant almost addiction to try and get better and constantly stay above your opponents. And yeah. that's just like a knack that you just got to get into to, to become a good player. I think
0: I think that's really important is that I, I remember when, when I was playing in high school, it's like there were days where you just didn't – you weren't feeling it and you didn't want to go in. You didn't want to get shots up. But it's like you just kind of have that instinctual um, – mindset that someone else out there is, is for sure you know putting in the work and putting in the time and so like out of guilt sometimes I would just go to the gym and like you said just try to get up shots or you know just just get on the treadmill or just do something for 30 minutes just to get it out of my system because you do get anxious and I, I don't know what it is with when it comes to just walking into a quiet gym but you know it's almost the peace and serenity of, of being there by yourself or you know being there with other dudes that you know It's just like, it's indescribable, you know, how it makes you feel once you arrive to the gym.